What's up, guys? Just wanted to give a quick disclaimer here. This is a podcast where we got three Marines just talking about whatever. And if you know anything about military guys, is that we don't exactly have a filter when we hang out with fellow uh, veterans, fellow, especially fellow Marines. So if you have any kids with you, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to be honest, this is not the podcast for you to listen to. If you have any complaints, that's on you. You're going to hear a lot of curse words. You're going to hear a lot of F-bombs. You're going to hear some things that are going to make you lose your faith in humanity. But when we had our guest on, we wanted him to be himself. We wanted to be ourselves. So once again, if you have kids and they like to repeat stuff, do not have them listen to this podcast. I repeat, this is not a drill. <laughs> You're going to hear some absolute vileness on here, but that's just how Marines are. We refuse to apologize for that. But if for whatever reason you're crazy too and you like to listen to this stuff, go right ahead. Keep going. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a good podcast. What's up, recruits, and welcome to Boffcast. <laughs> The podcast for two lifelong best friends talk about everything and anything. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found, and we will react to it. I'm your, I'm your host, Josh, and as always, across the street from me is my best friend of well over 15 years. Don't say another he, word. He is the dramatic drummer, the powerful producer, the disastrous... Disaster? <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> Kyle Smith. My man, thank you. And um, it's crazy now we think about it. 2013 is like, what, nine years ago? Yeah, you're right. Nine years ago, we had an interaction with the, the man to my right that uh, changed our lives for the better or the worst. That's up for debate. Um, we'll he, debate about that in a second. He is... <laughs> the the raging recruiter, <laughs> the <laughs> malicious marine, <laughs> Stephen Dominguez. What's up, brother man? How are you guys doing tonight? Howdy, dude. This is a podcast that people have been asking us for for months now. Ever since, well, ever since the inception of this podcast, ever since the idea. It has been on our mind since day one. Dang it! I forgot to play the theme song for Steven. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it works. Thank it's you. Fine. I appreciate I'll, that. I appreciate you'll, 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 you'll edit it in post? No, I won't. I'm not going to do You're that. You're not going to edit that stuff. You know I, I don't edit anything. Oh, man. Kyle, how are you doing today, brother man? I'm doing good. I still feel like I'm on the clock. You know, we got a lot going on the, at the uh, the P.O., with my B.O., but... P.O. with the B.O.? You, you know, you're not making that cash with those hours. You know, I'm making that money. That's what's up, man. Steven, how's your, how's your day going so far? My day's going pretty good. Um, just working and... Uh, now I'm here. I mean, well, so where are you working at right now? Because the guest just heard the, uh, <laughs> the Home Depot theme song. But where do you work now? Um, so I work at a manufacturing plant in Sherwood, Oregon. We make parts for SpaceX, Lockheed Martin, a whole bunch of other stuff. And I just keep the machines running. Mm-hmm. Those some fat contracts, man. They are. They are. You said uh, your guys' company name was on the side of a rocket? No. Everything that we 
build goes on rockets, the Falcon 9s, and oh, uh, all the so, Starlink internet so satellites. Yeah. We put the parts on there, and they put it in space. So, yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal. Um, Graduating from Home Depot to that gig, that's nuts. Yes. And believe it or not, I was in the Marine Corps before that. Ooh! And that's where, that's where, <laughs> we, that's where we intersected. So, yeah, uh, Steven, back when we knew him, he was, he was Sergeant Dominguez. And, um, you know, he, he was, he was our new recruiter for the battleground office and, uh, he took a, took a chance on Kyle and I and got, got us into the Marine Corps. Well, I took a bigger chance on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kyle was pretty easy yeah. um, getting in. So, but. uh, for a context, I, I have no problem admitting this on air. Um, so be, before Sergeant Dominguez was my contact for getting into the Marine Corps, um, I was in contact with two different recruiters who worked who worked one case on me. Mm-hmm. First was Sergeant Allman, and the second was uh, this wonderful, outstanding Marine <laughs> called <laughs> Sergeant Martinez. <laughs> uh, he's probably got he's probably got a different way of describing him, but um, but anyway. So I actually, you know, I, I had fully enlisted. I was I was good to go, and and. Uh, I think like, like a couple months before shipping out to boot camp, I backed out. What year was that? That must have been like 2011 because I needed to get an age waiver. I was 17 at the time. And, oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was fully ready to go. And then uh, I, I, caught, I caught the case of, of, uh, of, the, of cowardice and, <laughs> and, and back, backed out. And, you know, I played the God card, too. <laughs> you did play the God card. And that's a hard one to come back from. That's right. And then uh, I'll tell you what changed it for me. Um, we, we, we had a buddy named Ross Lee who he graduated boot camp and he was like, mm-hmm. I love you, Ross. And I'm sorry if you're hearing this, but like, he wasn't exactly like a, like a physical stud. Like, you know, he was pretty nerdy and stuff and he made it. And I was like, dude, what the heck? If he can make it, surely I can make it. R- Ross's impression. He, what he would say to that is no offense taken. Yeah, no offense taken. <laughs> um, but I was like, man, I, I, I should talk to the recruiter and, and, and see what's up. And yet, uh, Stephen was the, was the new guy in town. Yes, and, I was. Uh, and he he took took a chance on me and and got me in. Mm-hmm. It only took me a couple of years for me to realize that you had initially backed out. And I think that if I had <laughs> learned that initially, I wouldn't have uh, gone as far as I did in the in the enlisting process. I probably would have backed out. You think so? Yeah, because oh, if you backed out already, then why would I be there? I already had I had my long hair, and you know, I, I wasn't. And we kept on passing by Taco Bell. That was tempting, you know. So I'll tell you the story of how Kyle and I end up in your office. Mm-hmm. So you know, first you know, Steve and I were talking, and. Um, you know, he, he, we were getting paperwork started and he was telling me about this cool program where like, if you get your buddy in, you, you get points towards a promotion and, you know, Kyle and I were hanging out in his mom's Prius and he had, he had just got, I remember that Prius. Yeah. He had just, that's so funny. Cause I don't remember it. I think I tried to phase it out of my brain. <laughs> he had, he had just gone, just gone over, gone over a breakup. I think I was with him like the day you got broken no, up. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I was, well, you were, you were right. I was full. I was all in because of the breakup, and I was like, "Yeah, you know." So instead of being a being a homie and like you know talking to him and consoling him, I was like, "Hey, you want to join the Marine Corps? You, you used <laughs> me, bro. I totally manipulated you, man. I'm sorry." And what? Well, let's. I guess maybe maybe it came back to bite me in the butt because you end up like getting in before I did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't I couldn't even claim you. 
And you totally right. you totally lorded it over me that you were higher ranking than me throughout my entire. And that career. wasn't because I enlisted earlier; it's because I literally just had like a couple years in college, and <laughs> you chose to work at Subway. So, um, but that's how we got in the Marine Corps. Tell, tell me, tell me about how how you got in. Like, what, I would what, love to know how you got in. What made you want to enlist in the world's greatest club club, gun club? Glove, glove, glove. I joined the Marine Corps. Nine eleven happened. Um, that was the kind of the motivation to want to join the military service. But I wanted to actually join the Navy. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. So what really interested me was amphibious landings, to be honest. Um, so I like that. So I went to a really small school in a really tall, small town up in the mountains of California. Recruiters would come every once in a while, and a Marine Corps recruiter came and gave the pre-ASVAB test. Okay? You guys took oh, wow. the pre-ASVAB test? I remember, test on, I remember on, that, yeah. What's, what's a... The pre, the, so the actual ASVAB is in... Uh, Meps. In Meps? Yes. Thank, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So when you guys sat at the computer and took a little test in my office, that was a pre-ASVAB. He came in. We took the pre-ASVAB. Your memory is amazing. Do you remember our numbers? I don't remember your numbers. Damn, it's not that amazing. Nope. <laughs> no. I, I do remember mine, though. Nice. But, um, so I, I uh, took the ASVAB. He was helping me out. Um, get in touch with a Navy Navy recruiter. Navy recruiter never got back to me. Oh, um, but my best friend um, Daniel Eschenbaum. He's he's also a Marine right now. He's still a Marine. Show Dan. Um, so Daniel um, had an older brother, Derek, and and um, Derek joined the Marine Corps in I don't know a, a year later. Or so okay. I, I was like in tenth grade. He joined or eleventh grade. He joined the Marine Corps, and Danny and Derek's dad was. Also Marine, Mr. Bob. We called him Mr. Bob. He was a teacher at our school. Nice. Um, and just when Derek came back and he was in his blues, he came back and we had mm-hmm. a little welcome home party. We got to see him and it, there was just something about it. And there's something about the Marine Corps recruiter that always helping me. There was something about Mr. Bob and his influence that he had on my life. It was both positive and negative influence oh, um, wow. that he had on my life. Um, but he was like a father to me, and I actually told him that a couple weeks ago. Really, just wow. there, yeah, yeah, just their input um, had kind of just drew me towards the Marine Corps. So then, um, long sto- long story, but I ended up getting kicked out of my house. It's like sixteen years old. Oh, so um, I was up in the mountains of California, and I got moved up here to Portland. Yeah, when I was up here in Portland, um, I started a new school first week i was there i was in weightlifting class marine corps recruiter showed up to do the ist type stuff um yeah. initial strength things and things like that and i was like you know what i, I, I kind of want to talk to you guys and so i ended up going in to the office and um took the pre asvab i scored like in the high 70s and decided i wanted to join so i had to convince my dad convince my mother that i wanted to go because i also had to have an age waiver yeah um my dad Were was you 16 I was 17 at the time. Okay. So my dad was furious about it. He was pissed off. My mom was like, where do I sign? <laughs> um, but she was in another state, so we had to contact another recruiter. Big old ordeal. Oh, wow. Because um, they still had, what was it, like, you're not your own man yet. Yeah, so. I wasn't my own man yet. So they had, to, they had to go ahead and sign me up. And once my father saw what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be and what, what I was qualified for, he kind of started to lighten up. And they ended up signing me up, and I was able to go in, and that's how I became a Marine. Well, that's awesome. And uh, around what time, like, what year did you actually, like, step on those yellow footprints? I went to boot camp on September 3rd of 2004. 
2004. Okay, so that that's like all. I'm trying to do like the, I'm trying to do Matthew. That's like nine years before we went in the foot in the yellow footprints. Yes. Um, what what differences would you say there were like between like your experience and how, like how we got it? Because there's a little organization that kind of made things a little bit more cush for us called Mothers of America. We can dive into that if we want to. But how was your experience like different from like guys who go in like now? You know what? I don't even know. Really? I don't know because I don't know what you guys experienced when you were in boot camp. I had some, like I said, no abuse happened. I had some amazing drill instructors. Um, ran into one, like I said, in the PX. Um, physically ran into him and we're like, oh, my crap. It's like, that's our, <laughs> that's our <laughs> like, oh, shit. Um, and then I had, an, I had another great experience with um, another drill instructor. I can't remember his name. Yeah. It was like Rainier, I want to say. Stefan Rainier. Um, I actually had to do swim qual. While I was in the Marine Corps, like two years in. Yeah, I think I also did that. Um, but not just in boot camp. I had to redo swim qual. And I was stationed on MCRD. I was not stationed on MCRD. I was stationed on Miramar. The only place to do swim qual is MCRD San Diego. So I got really? to go, yeah, I got to go back to the depot. And um, while we were qualifying, the Charlie Company drill instructors were qualifying as well. So... It was only two years after I graduated from boot camp. So the June, like the low end green belt drill instructors were now the senior drill instructors. And one of my drill instructors was <laughs> there and he knew me. He remembered me. Oh, no way. Um, Cause I was kind of an asshole. Just, were, you a, I, were you a terrorist? I wasn't. No, I wasn't a terrorist. I just didn't like, I, I just kind of had this mentality. Like I didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of a weird issue with the Marine Corps, like there. Like I love the Marine Corps; I did really great in it. Yeah. Um, but we were doing swim qual, and so we were doing. I I was actually doing some of the buddy swims with him. <laughs> and like, there's this one where you let, where cool. like you like I think it was swim qual two. I don't remember what it was, but he was holding on to floating backpacks, and I had to swim with him. And they say keep your arms straight, right? They're like keep your arms straight, keep your arms straight. So you're like dragging, you're swimming on your side, kicking with your legs, pulling with one arm, yeah. and you're holding on to this guy with the other arm, and they're yeah. yelling at you, keep your arms straight. So I'm like swimming, and I'm getting so tired, and I'm pulling my senior drone shark because he said, "Hey, let's go, let's do this together." You know, he came to me. <laughs> so he's like, "Let's go with the Mingus, let's go." It's like, let's "All right, go. Stan, so let's, let's do, do it. This. Let's do this together." <laughs> Because he didn't want me to quit because this was like we already passed the basic like need. Yeah. And he's like, no, let's keep going, Lance Corporal. He's like, let's do this. Might as well. So I was like, all right. So so I'm swimming. I'm tired. I'm tired. And and my arm, I I know my arm's getting tired. Like I'm holding this straight. And I'm like looking and I'm like looking up and I have all like, you know, these gorgeous men in their little tight like gray (laughs) pants. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Swim call shorts. Swim call shorts. Oh my gosh. Those guys, they are handsome men. No one can deny that. I'm totally straight, by the way. Um, (laughs) We all are. Um, He was on a a dating tag right before this. We know he's straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, they're yelling at me. They're like, there's like five of them standing on the side of the pool, <laughs> yelling at me, like arm straight, arm straight, arm straight. 
I look back. I'm pulling his head under the water because my arm is bent. Oh, no. And he's like, his head is underwater. I don't know how long his head was under the water. Oh, my god. So, goodness. I straighten my arm. His head comes out of the water. He just starts gasping and, like, spitting up water. Oh. Your old drone truck. My <laughs> old drone truck. He's like, keep going, Dominguez. Keep going. I don't care. I don't care. As he's, like, coughing up water, like, <laughs> you know, like, coughing it out. That's so motivating. So, we finish it. We get out. And he's just like... He's like, damn, you had some like built up like anger towards me, didn't you, man? I was like, no, I, I was like, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. But <laughs> it ended up being a really good time, just like being able to see your drill instructors as Marines, yeah, and right, and them seeing you as a Marine. It was just such a awesome experience. That so. that's pretty early on in your Marine Corps experience. It's a, year no, that was, two. That was two years in. Well, still, still it's year two, yeah. And most of my, the most of those two years I spent were actually in school as well. Because mm-hmm. I had a very long, long I mean, school. It's taken us nine years, and some of them, some of them won't even add us back on Facebook. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, actually, no, no. I, we're, we're we're actually I'm I'm friends with uh, with our I guess what, what would we call like the kill hat is that, is he the, like the youngest yeah the not, kill hat yeah. the newest uh, drill instructor he's, he's usually the guy who's like IT happy and like wants to mm-hmm. have you do push ups and all that and man he loved he loved punishing me I swear like twice a day like he yeah. would come up to me he, he'd IT me and stuff but it was pretty cool he he ended up being the guy to like hand me my eagle globe and anchor and uh, super cool like Stayed in contact with him on Facebook and stuff, and I had Sergeant uh, Gomez hand me mine. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know what happened to Gomez. Like th- this guy clearly did not care about us at all. Like <laughs> literally, he wasn't at our graduation ceremony. He was like really? leaving on limbo, like on graduation yeah. day. He said, "Screw these guys." He literally got us into formation. He's like, "All right, all right, uh, schools for calling me," and then he proceeded to tell us, "He's like, all right, guys, I'm gonna go. I'm, listen here, I'm gonna go golfing, <laughs> and I, I don't hate you. I, I swear I don't hate you. Okay." I'm going to go golfing on your graduation day, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. <laughs> hey, I, can nice. respect, I can respect that. Hey, and he what? was honestly the coolest out of all of them. He was um, such a badass. He, he was honestly the 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 real, like, current-day living Rambo. Like, he was just the most the down-to-earth, knowledgeable, um, just cool. Over, yeah, beautiful, overall cool. Beautiful stack. Yeah, yeah. Be- beautiful stack. Spears. Staff Sergeant Spears. Who's that? That was that was that was the drone structure that I drowned. <laughs> so Staff Sergeant Staff Sergeant Spears of Charlie Company. Is he still? Mm. Is he still anything? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to take a look. Probably Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps by now. Could be. <laughs> so before recruiting, what were you doing? My MOS was a sixty three twenty three, and I did electronics on CH fifty three helicopters. Helicopters. Yes. Mm. Where were you stationed at? Um. I was initially stationed at um, MCAS Miramar in okay. San Diego. So I lived in La Jolla. Um, oh, my gosh. Beautiful area. Um, fulfilled a lifelong dream of wanting to live in San Diego because of that. Um, and then after I did two deployments while I was there, I did uh, Iraq twice. Um, the second one was actually on a Marine Expeditionary Unit with the Navy. Mm. Um, had a lot of fun there. Got to see a lot of the world. And then after that, I went to New Jersey. No, I went to Pennsylvania first. Okay. Uh, uh, what was I can't remember what that air station was called. But I went to uh, McGuire Dix Lakehurst, basically that area. Willow Grove. I was in 
in NAS Willow Grove in Pennsylvania. And then I went over to the same unit, but we just moved to a different base across the state border. Mm-hmm. And New Jersey sucked. That was a reserve unit. <laughs> <laughs> um, New Jersey sucks. Don't live there. Yeah, they, they had aviation guys in that unit. Mm-hmm. Reservists. Yeah, it was okay. a it was a reserve. So actually, a lot of the guys that worked for me actually worked for Sikorsky. So CH fifty threes are a Sikorsky helicopter. So all my reservists worked on helicopters throughout their like normal life, mm-hmm. and then they came here. And one of them was actually a Marine from my former unit that was one of my bosses. And then I was his boss coming to the new unit. <laughs> what the yeah, heck? It, that's, it, that's, that's, these are the CH-53. Yeah, those are some oh, big, are... glorious fucking bastards. <laughs> uh, they call those things shitters. Is that a CH-53 right That is not. That is a toy. What the hell are you That is a toy of Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Not Why did that show so, so you have 500 helicopters and one toy Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> not, not proportional to her. Uh, um, but yeah, we called, you're right. we called those things shitters because they would emit this black exhaust out of them. And if you see them off in the distance, you see this little black speck with this hazy black trail just shitting out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So... Um, was recruiting duty like, like something you volunteered for, or you voluntold into into it? How, how did that? Yes. How that, yes. <laughs> oh, tell okay. us about that. So, you're... at the time when I chose to go recruiting, I had a choice to make. I had a choice to make. Um, are you playing the Home Depot song? It, it was. I'm not, okay. It was it an was accident a, too. I don't know why. It was not an accident. Okay. That's on purpose. Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So at the time when I was in, um, I had a choice to make. I had to figure out if I was going to stay in my MOS or I was going to go ahead and work to progress my career. Um, okay. One of the things the Marine Corps wants to do, that was about, I was about eight years in the okay. Marine Corps. Um, I was a sergeant. I kind of stalled at a sergeant, and I needed to do something different. Um, so I was thinking about going recruiting. While I was, while I was trying to make this decision, um, we had a helicopter fly in. And um, from another unit, and it landed. They're like, hey, we're going to refuel here. You know, like, hey, we got another helicopter coming from this unit. Yeah. And so I was walking around the hangar, and somebody comes up to me, like, hey, there's some, like, captain looking for you. Somebody, some captain's looking for you. That's always good. Uh oh. I'm like, all right. Okay. They're like, yeah, he came off that helicopter. I'm like, okay. So I go walking down the hall, and I turn the corner, and there's uh, this one guy, uh, um, Captain Pigford. And uh, um, what a name. Yeah. I'm Dude. not gonna put a a, a a pig sound file over that. No, that's not. No, I'm no, not no, going no, to no. do that. No. Don't do that. He's actually an, an amazing man. Still in contact with him. Oh, still nice. in the Marine Corps. Shut up. Um, so he he talked to me. He said, "Hey, um, he's like Major Shada, who was another another pilot that I worked with. Um, Pat Cam Pickford came from my previous units. Okay, and he's like he's getting up. He's becoming the commanding officer of uh, your former squadron, um, HMH four sixty six. He's like, and he's putting together his team. And if you want, you could have orders out to 466 and be the staff NCOIC of the avionics department. He just wants to get all of the Marines back because we did, I did two deployments with this guy. Yeah. Um, we did a small deployment when we were on this, when we were on the Mew, we only had four helicopters, eight pilots, 50 Marines. Mm -hmm. We were tight. We were a tight group and we were all over the middle East. We were in Egypt. We were in Jordan. Um, we, we went all over the place, and we did some crazy stuff. And he's like, he wants everybody back. 
Wow. So I was now looking at, do I go to a unit where a lot of my friends are going to be for officers that I love and I would die for, or do I progress my career? And at that time, Ooh. I was like, I need to progress my career because oh. I want to stay a Marine for longer. So I was a sergeant. I needed to get staff sergeant. So yeah. I made the worst choice I ever made, and that was becoming a recruiter. I was about to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Wow. It was the demise of my Marine Corps career. Well, here's the thing. You would have been forced into being a recruiter anyway. Do you think so? Not necessarily. It was. It would, it would have been a toss-up. It would have been a toss-up whether um, I needed to do something outside of my MOS, outside of my job, or... Like lap move. Like a lap move type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Additional duty? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, or a BM. I, I can't even remember. So ha- ha- having that, that B billet as a recruiter... B billet, that's what it is. Nice. Does, nice. does that, that, that makes you look more favorable towards Absolutely. Like, like becoming a staff NCO? And a B well, billet for non-Marines is... A B billet is a job outside of your job. So everybody knows what a billet is. A billet is something you do your task. So a B billet would be taking a step out of, hey, the Marine Corps trained me to fix helicopters. But I took the initiative to take a step out of that and go be a drill instructor, be an MCT instructor, be a schoolhouse instructor, go on embassy duty, or the worst choice possible, (laughs) be a recruiter. And I chose to a recruiter oh wow isn't there a like a fifth option for being a royal marine no that's no, not that's, that's not that's, that's our that's another country you gotta that that, that, move to britain <laughs> <laughs> so it's an option it's just a very uh uh it's something that you probably can't do do you know any guys who end up like enlisting in like another country you know but that's pretty rare i don't know of anybody that left countries but i do know a lot of people that um jumped ship you want one I do know a lot of people that jump ship to other services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so actually, a recruiter I went with uh, won't give her a shout out, but um, <laughs> just because we're not that close, we're friends on Facebook. We're in the same class, same group in a recruiter school. Okay. She's now a warrant officer in the army. Shout out. Um, yeah. She uh, kind just, of just shout out to the army in general. I our, guess army. You got some good stuff, and that was actually what I should have done was <laughs> move, to the army. move to the army and become a pilot in the army. That is a wonderful sound right there. I got you. <laughs> that's super fuzz. Yeah, I tell you what, that's yeah, super, super fuzz. Um, when so did you like go like straight into like RSS uh, battleground or were, were there some other places you recruited for? Well, first? first you go to school. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. First you go to recruiting school, and that's a public speaking school and a sales school. It's like basically three months long. You do a lot of. Uh, um, public speaking you everything's recorded they take videos of you and then you watch the videos and everybody picks you apart it's great that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like ocs a little bit a little bit a little bit but this is more focused on public speaking and portraying your words to 16 year old kids that's right um and this so, is for recruiting mm-hmm. so you, you went, interesting you, you went to recruiting school and is that at the depot yes that is actually on mcrd san diego pretty cool so you, you, you go you go to that. Um, once you get towards like the end of school, is that when you got your orders for? Yeah, they once you're in the last section and you have a few more tests, they actually come all the sergeant majors of all the RSs. So recruiting stations; these are like your main hubs. 
Yeah. Um, Portland, Salt Lake City. Um, and, you know, that's the only ones I really remember right now. Um, <laughs> the ones that mattered. Those are the ones that mattered because those are the closest ones. Seattle, um, yeah. Portland, Seattle, Salt Lake City. Like the big sections, those are the RSs. Um, all the sergeant majors, the RSs would come. And they would literally, like, they're looking at, like, little, it's like draft day. You know, they're looking at your package. They're looking at everything that you are, where you're from, what your job was, what your um, grades are. Right. And they start divvying them up and stuff like that. I got selected for Portland, and they put me in RSS, so the substation of Portland, at Vancouver to the satellite station, the RSSS. Oh, wow. We're at RSSS. <laughs> yeah, wow. so it is, a, it is not its own station. It is a little satellite station for Vancouver itself, um, which is really odd because a lot of times they don't like to put you in your hometown. And that was my, this is essentially my hometown. Right, Portland, yeah. right. So, yeah, that was the first step in my demise. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> So the second step was you had a, a meeting with a Joshua Jimenez. And yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you did teach me something, though, Joshua Jimenez. What did I teach you? Uh-oh. You taught me that there is a way to get around anything. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me, how, how, how does how does that I, I want the audience. I, I'm totally fine with embarrassing myself okay. on air. Let's do it. So like, how, how was it? Um, I'll, I'll just let you tell a story of like, our interactions. So you came to me um, <laughs> and told me who you were, yeah. um, oh but what you don't realize is I already knew who you were. No way. Yes. Um, Q, you remember Q. Uh, we'll Quintanilla. Keep, Quintanilla, we'll, we'll, but we'll refer to him as Q right now. Yeah. Q told me all about you, told me all about this little piece of shit, <laughs> signed up in the Marine Corps, backed out. And he will, he's like, dude, he's going to make you think he wants to join. He's going to make you think everything. He's going to come in here. He's going to try and convince you. He's like, don't waste your fucking time. That's amazing. You know, him and I are homies now. Man, fuck you, Q. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So he gave me the, he gave me the backstory on you. And, um, you came in and what you didn't realize is I was an awful recruiter. Really? Yes. I was an awful recruiter. I, I felt like you were an amazing one because you were so... I felt like you were honest. That's, that's the best part. That, that, that's, what makes, that's what made you bad, is you were, you were a normal person. Because when somebody came to me I didn't, that didn't want to join the Marine Corps or wasn't able to fit into the Marine Corps, I didn't convince them to try and join the Marine Corps. I couldn't do it. I, I, I had that mental block, and that is, that is, step two, what made me fail as a recruiter. Mm. So you came in and... <laughs> no you, no you, sleaze. You, yeah, you, you convinced me, but I also pushed you to convince everyone else. That's right. I remember So that. what did you have to do? What did, I, what did you have to do? You remember? <laughs> goal was your goal. So I think, again, I'm, I'm looking back like uh-huh. nine years. It is right? a long time ago. Um, did I have to like lose some weight? I don't remember. You had to, one, be physically ready, and two, you had, you wrote a letter. I remember this. You yes. wrote a letter to the to the commanding officer of RS Portland. I believe his name was Blankenship, but we won't give him a shout out. Um, that does sound familiar. He he looked like a white Obama. <laughs> white Obama, shout out. White Obama. Um, I can say this because I'm out and I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> shout out um, to White Obama. I so love White it. Obama, uh, Colonel Blankenship. Blankenship. Um, <laughs> you wrote a, you wrote a letter to him and oh, we lost something there. 
Uh, we, we wrote a we wrote a letter to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote a letter. We wrote a letter to Home we're not, Depot. We're not even on the Home Depot <laughs> okay. part of this story yet. <laughs> Thank you. you. I will just skip that. Okay. Um, so you wrote a letter um, to ch- tell them why things changed, why your circumstances changed, and then it took a lot of uh, um, me begging. No way. The command to let you join because I was hurting so bad for a recruit. <laughs> I needed somebody to join so bad. So let me ask you this. If you weren't hurting for recruits, would you have said, oh, screw this guy? You fu-. No, because Here, here's the army guy's phone number. No, because what Kyle said, like I like when somebody wanted to join, I did everything that I could. And I got another story about another Marine about that, too, about she just wanted to join. And I'm going to leave her name out of this, but she wanted to join so bad. And. One conversation I had with this this um, woman, one conversation I had, I just looked at her. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I realized that the Marine that was working her was working her mm. and was telling her she couldn't join mm. because he liked something else about her. You guys could probably put together who this Marine is, but we're going to mention. We won't. We're going to mention her name. But I found out about this Marine and the ability for her to join the Marine Corps, and she was in boot camp a month later. Wow! Wow! Because that's all she wanted to do. So it go, it goes back to what you said, Kyle. Like I I did care. Like I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or make. I was an awful fucking person. I still am sometimes. But He's but if so, if somebody wanted wanted it, I was gonna try and make it fucking happen. So that's what I did with you. Um, was tried to make it happen, and they finally said yes. They were like, "Fine, he wants to be a reservist." I'm like, "Yeah, he wants to be a reservist." They're like, "Fine, we need reservists." <laughs> so everything just everything just kind of worked out. It did work out. That that letter, uh, if you if you said that in a sarcastic tone and said that, "Hell yeah," he had to write a letter to the RSS. What was it, the commandant or whatever? Commanding that was. officer. Commanding yeah, officer. Um, I would have laughed at that and said, "Like, did you actually send that letter in?" Yeah. Yeah, it, it, do you think it, it, he read it, that whole thing? What, yes. What did you say? I don't remember. I think I, I think I might have said something to the effect of like I was maybe in like a like, like in like a different religious tradition and something about like wanting to. I see. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't remember. Really? I don't remember what I wrote, but it worked. Yeah. So, so you put him under the influence, so he didn't remember. So, what did you do to make him? Write <laughs> he didn't put me under anything. I don't He's just adding you, stuff. I did not put you under the influence. You put me under the influence of Taco Bell motivation. <laughs> I bought you Taco Bell, and I turned in every one of those receipts so I could get paid back. No, really? Oh, that—that's the cool thing. You get reimbursed per diem for, for those steps to walk there, right? Oh no, I didn't use my per diem. I made the government pay Ooh. me back every time I bought you guys Taco Bell. So what was like the coolest thing that you you were able to get away with being reimbursed for? Ooh, interesting. It wasn't on recruiting. I can tell you that much. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so two thousand and ten, <laughs> cross country in a CH fifty three takes about three to four days. Okay? Yeah. Can you pull that up? A CH what? CH fifty three. We were gonna say the, the Scarlett. Remember Johansson. the Scarlett Johansson picture? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. CH fifty three, beautiful, we most, beautiful helicopter, the biggest, the baddest, and the best. There she is again, Scarlett oh, yeah. Johansson. CH fifty three. Look at that beautiful bastard. It's huge. See, Scarlett Johansson is temporary. CH fifty threes are forever. <laughs> they are. They are. They're actually on a new, the newest version, the Kilo, right now. Gorgeous bird. JK. JK. What? What? Look at that thing. Wow. Clean, sleek as hell. 
Look at this. Freaking Google Lens. Look at that. Wow. Country so we're cross-country in the CH-53, okay? Um, we get... Is that is that a, a flying refuel? Yeah, refueling behind a uh, C-130. Wow. Awesome. So we we, yeah, we, break, we broke down in, like, Little Rock, Arkansas. College Town. College Town's a great when Marines show up because we drink a lot. Oh, um, yeah. You gotta show these frat boys what's up. I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you... I, Get get another beer in me, and I'll tell you some frat boy stories at okay. Arizona State <laughs> on the Scottsdale trip. And I'll tell nice. you, that. I'll tell you that one for shout free. Out, shout out, um, so we we were in Scottsdale. We we were in Little Rock. We had some issues with the oil cooler. We got it fixed. We got out of there. We catch up to the rest of our crew in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, and we were behind. They stayed in Scottsdale, Arizona for like three days to wait for us. They stayed at the JW Marriott, Scottsdale, Arizona. There's a lazy river. Gorgeous hotel, two golf courses, I believe. Amazing. So we land there. We're flying out the next day. Okay. So I have this pilot. Um, we're not going to name her because she's still in. Um, she comes up to me, and my call sign was Domino. Okay. So everybody call me Domino, nickname, call sign, whatever you want to call it. Nice. Um. Yep. That's it right oh, there. Wow. Stop. That is not where you stayed. That is where we stayed. Oh! On government rates, by the way. So it was about $150 a night at the time. They hooked you up. Oh, That's yeah. Government rates. She, she gets on. She comes to me in the morning, and she's like, Domino? I was like, yes, ma'am. Huh. She's like, we are not leaving today. Do you understand? <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. She's like, look at me. And I looked at her. She's like, we are not leaving today. I was like, I got it. And uh, another guy, we're going to call him Bobby. And if anybody knows who I am and I say Bobby, they're going to know who Bobby is. Shout out, Bobby. Um, so Bobby was like, he, he looks at me, I look at him, I was like, all right, let's go do the pre-flight of the helicopter. So we get up on the helicopter and we go up to a, a gearbox and uh, I touch a wire. I touch a wire and, and uh, um, yep, something like something like that, one of those one of those gearboxes. Oh my. See that one of the picture of the guy like standing next to it? Scroll down a little bit more. Something like that. Oh, jeez. So I go, I go to geez. a pressure switch, okay? And I touch a wire, and I was like, pull it. And he's like, are you sure? And I pull out of my pocket my little, like, spare, like, electronic parts. I was like, I got the fix right here. <laughs> I'll keep that in my fucking pocket. <laughs> so he pulls it. We finish our pre-flight. Um, what we did was we pulled a, a wire for a pressure switch that says we, says we, we lost hydraulic pressure in one of the gearboxes or gearbox oil pressure you can't fly with that yeah and it was the last gearbox that gets turning once so like everybody starts turning we have all the helicopters going we had we had four helicopters turning all at one time dash two broke down we were dash four dash four broke down so dash one and two or, or dash one and three are like <laughs> fuck it we're going you guys catch up to us like we'll catch you in the air and the pilot she's like oh we're lost it. We lost uh, um, gearbox oil pressure. We gotta shut down. So we oh, shut down. Oh wow! She we shut down. She didn't even like wait. She didn't even check. She was like packed her bag. She's like, we will see you guys back at the <laughs> back at the hotel. She's like, is it gonna be fixed in the morning? Is like, you betcha. So <laughs> nice. So we get we get back to um, the JW Marriott, and we're, yeah. there's like four or five Marines, and we're sitting in the lazy river, and here comes this this pilot in a fucking bikini. She like. <laughs> Like I mean, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Basically, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she comes up in a bikini with a bottle of Patron and hands it to me. She's like, "Thank you." 
I just because she knew I drank Patron. Right. Um, and she's like, thank you. And so we just sat there in the lazy river and we're just like, as we would flow by on our inner tubes, that is not her. Pull up the lazy river and not Scarlett Johansson's toy. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, the toy, the toy is Scarlett Johansson. I was about to say, I kind of want to see Scarlett Johansson's toy. Oh, no. <laughs> There's the lazy river in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Wow. Yeah. It's probably not one of those, but it's just a little lazier. So as as we would float by, we'd pour alcohol into each other's mouths. Oh. Um, yeah, just th- that right there, top top uh, right, right there. That's it, right there. Wow, what a what a resort, what a vacation! It was a wonderful vacation. I ended up actually flying. We flew to Hawthorne, Air, Nevada, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The helicopter, the other helicopter that broke down, actually broke down really bad, and. We got to Hawthorne, and I was on the phone with one of my one of my best friends, Kenny, trying to help him troubleshoot this thing. And shout like, out Kenny. shout out to Kenny, best friend, loving to death. If you see my Facebook, he is the middle of the reverse Oreo. You'll understand. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just talking to him, and I'm trying to help him troubleshoot over the phone. Doesn't work. That's so, a, that's a really fun way of saying he's black. <laughs> It's <laughs> the middle brother, of the reverse brother, story. Come on now. <laughs> well, you d- Anyways, he's Kenny. He's my brother. I love him. <laughs> yeah, you 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 look me up. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Um. So anyway, so we we go. Years <laughs> ago. <laughs> okay. Even... Okay. So pause. He's trying. Josh is trying to log into Facebook. He's like, your password was changed about three years ago, and you entered in an old password. Dude, How do you not remember your own? Because I hardly ever go. I. How you oh, this is the first time you've logged in on your computer. Yeah, I got a new computer, guys. Shout out, new computer. Shout out, <laughs> shout out my new computer. Shout out new computer, <laughs> Steven Peter There we are. Okay, check it out. Let's go. Me and my little, little, little brother, little right quick there. Quick. Oh, I don't have the reverse Oreo picture. We're, we have a picture where we're... There it is. That's hey. the reverse <laughs> Oreo right there. That's cute. Kenny right in the middle, that chocolate 20, feeling. T- 2018. Mm-hmm. 2018. Look. Connect with your favorite people no. on message. Look at that. <laughs> What Young a beast, men! Shut I tell you up. what, we're probably well. Kenny and I are probably double that weight now. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you about a, fun, a freaking hilarious ass dream I had the other night? So maybe a, it has nothing to do with Kenny. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, I in in my dream, this is like a month ago. I woke up in my dream. At MCRD San Diego, lights had just turned on. It's like, what the heck? Oh, and so, you know, you know, drill instructors are out there young and stuff. And I, I'm like, I, I go to talk to like one of the drill instructors. And I said, hey, um, I've been through this a long time ago. I, I'm a Marine. Like, do I, do I still need to be here? And he's like, well, uh, here's a first sergeant over there. Go talk to him. And it was my company first sergeant from uh, the last unit I served with. And I was like, hey, uh, hey, first sergeant. Um, I've already been through this. Like, I, I think there might've been some like admin mistake and I'm, I'm over here at MCRD San Diego. Do I need to be here right now? And he's like, well, you, you did earn the title, but let's be honest. You're fat as fuck. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my dream. I woke up and I was like, what on earth? <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> That's amazing. So I got to tell you about this picture right here. Please, um, please do. This is, this is me, Kenny and Rob. Um, Kenny and Rob, after my first deployment, they came to my unit as new boots, mm. um, two fresh little PFC Lance Corporals. I don't remember what they were. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure I violated Kenny on the first day. <laughs> um, wow. You don't love him if you don't violate him. If, if, if you ain't getting picked on in the Marine Corps, that means nobody likes you. Okay, absolutely. All right. All right. So, so these two came in, and I was uh, their mentor. First time I took um, Rob. Rob is the uh, Italian Guido-looking dude right there. Yeah. Um, first time I took Rob out on the helicopter, I was uh, I was doing something, and I was like, "Hey, Rob, you gotta be careful." Or, "Hey, Finnegan, you gotta be careful." You're, you know, when you're moving, when you're changing these light bulbs out and stuff like that, you can drop it back in the socket, and it will arc out and it'll explode. And right as I said that, I dropped one of the light switches. It fell, <laughs> it fell in the socket. Oh, no. Poof! It released the smoke out of the dash, and he was just like. He, he told me later, he's like, I thought we were going to get NJP'd right there. And I was like, <laughs> so we ended up fixing this. And so the first time he ever went on the helicopter, I blew up these switches. <laughs> and from there on out, he always, when people asked Rob, um, Rob is no longer with us anymore. Rest um, in peace, Rob. Rest, rest in peace. peace. Um, he is one of my true brothers. Um, somebody I love with all my, all my heart. Yeah. Those two guys right there. Um, but... Ever since that day, when somebody asked Rob, Rob, what do you do in the Marine Corps? He's like, I change light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, a, he had a New Jersey accent, so he's like, I change light bulbs. I change light bulbs. I change light bulbs, man. That's nice. all he said. And people, were, and people were like, and? That's it. I change light bulbs. I change light bulbs. And it was because of that light bulb incident. But mm-hmm. those two guys, they um, ended up following me to a new unit. Um, as sergeants, and they came in, and I was the staff NCOIC of the shop, and they were my two, my they were my left and my right hand. Yeah, these guys, and they're like, because you can trust them. I can trust them. I, I I did everything with these guys. I mean, I talked to Kenny every single day. Like we talk every day, whether mm-hmm. it's by text message or just sending fucking memes to each other. That's awesome. <laughs> That's man. what's up. But then we, we we were on the phone once, twice a week. Tell you what, Kenny, open open offer to you if you're ever in town. Let's get you and Steven on the podcast. Let's share some stories. Oh, you don't want those stories. Oh, I want them. I want <laughs> we, them. Oh, wait we a minute. Wait a minute. That. Wait a minute. Um, I think that everybody that would be offended by those stories, i.e. former wives, no longer don't matter. So, okay. Let's get yeah, you maybe here, man. Maybe right. Do you really think they're going to be listening to this? Shout out to Kenny. Shout out to Kenny. I love you, dude. We, we, we have stories between the three of us right now that are, are going to extend past two episodes anyway. If we get we, we if we get Kenny on, man, it's going to be freaking amazing. Oh, man, if, if you want, I can share stories all day. If you want, you're trying to get one oh, of these? Oh, yeah, let's get a super fuzz. Okay, let me, I got to go, no. go downstairs for it. It's no big deal. Okay. No big deal. But you just keep on chatting. Oh, okay, okay, cool then. So, the Lazy River. Lazy River. You're chilling at the Lazy River. You, you had... So I figured you're gonna eventually turn that around and turn that into a. Uh, that's how I got my pro diem for something. No, um, actually, what we got refunded. What what I, I, you can't be that it's really that we got refunded for anything. It's that we were getting a hundred and fifty dollars of per diem a day. Oh, that's amazing. So if you eat at In and Out for lunch because that's what everybody on the East Coast wants to eat because we're coming back to Scottsdale, Arizona, we went In and Out, mm-hmm. and then you buy sushi at night. You're only spending about fifty, sixty dollars, which leaves another hundred dollars a day. <laughs> pocket. I didn't pocket a single cent of that. $100. Oh, I'm mission failed. So, I'll, okay, you're of course. We, why we, would you? We got to the point. We got to the point where um, 
He was broke we, every day, by the way. We were broke. Every, yeah, broke every day. <laughs> we had $150 per DM. We ate about 50 of it and drank the other 100. And we would get to the point where we would roll up to the bar. And there's this one bar in the in the Marriott. You go like into the main lobby and you go down the stairs and off. You're like walking. You're like, facing the back of the hotel. There's a right off to the left. There's this little tiny lobby bar. Mm-hmm. And the bartender there, he'd see us coming and he would put Patron, Maker's Mark, Oh, on, Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark's beautiful, yeah. I love on, that stuff. on the bar, and we, we would just drink, and we'd leave him each, like, $60. I'm telling you, there's no drinking buddies like Marines. There are. Right. So, I'm over here holding a Elysian Super Fuzz Blood Orange Pale IPA. There's there's something sentimental about this to you. <laughs> so, What's that? Um, I'm going to let everybody in on a secret here. But, well, get ready. Your recruiters in the Marine Corps were never sober. <laughs> the more you know, the star above your head. <laughs> so down in the re- Vancouver recruiting office, there was a store next door. And we all know what that store is. It's called Total Wine Total and Liquor. Total Wine I and Liquor. Total wine. wine and Liquor. And that's where you guys got your cigars from, right? These cigar- Actually, two out of the three cigars that I have here are bought from Total Wine and Liquor. They have my favorite humidor. Um, they have everything that I want there. Shout out to Total Wine. Total Wine. Um, but Total us. Wine also would sell like a bottle of like Dr. Pepper with like one of those shot bottles of SoCo cherry. Mm-hmm. And they just sell that. So we'd go down there first thing in the morning when the store opened up. We'd grab, you know, a, what, a 20 ounce bottle of Dr. Pepper and SoCo. Crack that open, pour that in. I'm just drinking Dr. Pepper. Get in my, <laughs> get in my Gubby you, you cup. drink a lot of Dr. Pepper. Get in my, if you saw me drinking Dr. Pepper, there was alcohol in it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> get in my Gubby, get in my Gubby vehicle and drive to my other office and start recruiting. You're my fucking hero. Man. Oh, so, what a man. So me and Q worked up in the satellite office, right? We would always go over to this Albertsons, which you and I went to before we started recording. We did. Um, we went over to Albertsons. Nice. Um, and I would get Super Fuzz because it was uh, it was uh, it's it's an IPA hazy orange pale. It's it's a delicious delicious beverage. It's very freaking good. We're all sipping on it right now. And uh, it would be in my refrigerator at the office in the back office. Wow. And, uh, I'd go ahead and crack one of those open before I had any one of these like pip squeaks coming in, just trying to like mess with me. Um, and I would just to take the edge off, have a have a super fuzz uh, IPA before I recruited uh, these 16, 17 year old kids. He probably need like two of those mugs before he talked to me. He's like, oh man, <laughs> Mendez is back in my office doing pull ups again. My goodness, only two of them, but you know. Wow. <laughs> You know my my pull ups actually and they they finally went up. Um, I think when I when I went to boot camp, I think I was at like ten or eleven. Very and, nice. And uh, you know, as as boot camp went on, I I was able to do probably like thirteen, fourteen. And uh, I remember like my drill instructors, um, they, they wanted to like get all the recruits who were doing ten or less to get some like special IT time. Yep. And the kill hat went up to me and he's like. Hey, Jimenez. And that's literally how he sound like. Shout out, shout out to Bernard Gooden. I hope yeah. you're listening to this. Uh, we're we're we're, we're going to tag him in this. Oh, we need to. And he'd be like, hey, Jimenez, how many pull-ups can you do? <laughs> I'd be like, uh, sir, this recruit can do 14. He's like, bullshit, you can only do eight. Get in the fucking IT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say uh, pull-ups were my challenge, too, when, I, when I joined. Um, afterwards, after I figured them out, yeah, it was pretty easy, but. 
Yeah, at first it was a struggle. I was always told, like, the way to cheat on pull-ups, and this was uh, Sergeant Martinez who told us this, was to, like, as you're, like, doing your pull-up, just, like, get your chin up as far as you possibly can, as long as that chin touches that bar. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say that's even a cheating method. That's more of, like, a... Technique. Yeah. It's, 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 proper it's, it's, technique it's is technique. what it is called. It's, a, it's an art. Yeah. So... So back to the original question of what is the thing that I got reimbursed for the most, I would just say it was the abuse of per diem. <laughs> <laughs> um, that trip, that trip that I took back, um, they the, the the same officer that gave me the Patron, as I was on the phone every single day, I would sit in one of the 53s that wasn't flying and I was like yeah. running tests while Kenny in this picture was running tests at the at the helicopter down in, in um, Arizona and we were comparing what we were seeing. Um, cause him and I just had like the, like the, the Unimind, like the Toy Story, like, <laughs> aliens, you know? um, and Rob, Rob was also there helping me out. He was usually helping me out as well. The three of us. Shout out to Rob, right. You know? Right. Um, so she's like, I was like, I, I, she comes up to me and she's like, she's like, what's going on? It's like, I, I, I can't see what he's doing. I can't see what he's looking at. We're trying everything. I just need to see that helicopter. She's like, give me a second. She goes into the command tent. Five minutes later, commanding officer walks out. He's like, uh, Sergeant Dominguez. I was like, uh, yes, sir. He's like, I have a plan. He's like, I'm going to, there's a C-130 coming tomorrow. He's like, you're going to pack your bags. You're going to be on that C-130. It's going to take you to Yuma, Arizona. In Yuma, Arizona, I'm going to have a duty driver drive you over to Scottsdale, Arizona. And you're going to get with uh, Sergeant Averills and you're going to, you're going to bring that helicopter here. You understand? It's like, yes, sir. I did not bring that helicopter to Hawthorne, Arizona, <laughs> by the way, or Hawthorne, Nevada. Um, it was royally fucked. Oh, no. Um, at, one point, at one point, I had four C-130s coming in on one day, bringing us parts from all over the United States. We burned blades. We blew a um, gearbox. We had parts that we needed just from everywhere. And we finally got it up. By the time we got our parts, the helicopters were already flying back. Yeah. Yeah. Around. That's sad. So we were gone for, I want to say it was like 45 days. We got separations pay in the United States. What? Separations pay. That Separations pay is when you are away from your home base, your spouse. Basically, you were, you were for more. At the time? Yeah, I was married at the time okay. for 30 days. Um, more than 30 days. We got separations pay and we never left the United States. Nice. That's that's so, awesome. Sorry, babe, I can't come home. I'm partying in Arizona. <laughs> um, we, we were getting $150 a per diem a day. Look I didn't that. bring a single cent home. Oh. <laughs> hey, you got you got the stories though. I do got the stories. Well, you were uh, well, you were a sergeant at the time. Yes, I was a sergeant at the time. You're making. I would say it's not great. It's not bad. It's, it's about medi- medium money. Once you reach sergeant, when you're getting BAH and stuff like that, you're making enough to live. You're making you're making enough to I, I would I would say it's it was a little less than what I'm making now. I'm you know I'm make you know oh so wow you're making some decent you were you're you well were right you were you were I I would say like at that time a sergeant was making about sixty thousand a year not bad that's so not bad that's at not all. bad yeah um but not good sure you're just like in the medium what do you think is like the Actually, you can factor in whatever you want to factor in. What 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 do you think is the best rank in the Marine Corps? Oh, I loved being a corporal. Really? Yeah. Tell us about that. So when I was a corporal, we had we had a group of four corporals. We were in. Um, we were. I was deploying as a corporal, and I was the asshole. 
<laughs> I was the one that yelled. I was the one that screamed. I was the one that threw stuff all over the place. And I was, I, that was just me. Yeah. Um, one time when I was recruiting, recruiting school as a sergeant, I went back to my old unit and one of my Lance corporals that was on my <laughs> expeditionary unit, he was now a sergeant and he was running a shop. So I came and he was so happy to see me. Like, and I came, I was in like, I was in a t-shirt, flip flops and shorts, you know, and I roll up into the, my old squadron, you know, and I just like walk in and he's just, he's got, he's got his arm around my shoulders and this guy, this guy, um, we'll call him Burr Wrong. Again. <laughs> Every, everybody will know who I'm talking about when I said Burr Wrong from Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, uh, Kansas. Burr Wrong's like, you guys don't even know. He's like, you guys don't even And, like, he had, like, all his little, like, Lance Corporals, like, sitting on the ground cleaning tools. You know, there's a couple reading books. And I was just looking. I was like, damn, I am so proud of you, man. He's like, this. He's like, the reason you guys are doing whatever you're doing is because this guy taught it to me. This guy right here. He's like, you think you had it bad? He's like, you don't even know this guy. And I'm just, like, sitting there smiling. Just like, what's going on, guys? I did, I did all the work. I did all the work. I was like, what's going on, guys? You know, just like, just totally nonchalant. You know, I just love seeing seeing that. But yeah, um, corporal, because he, he experienced me as corporal. I know, you, I know, you got a big thought probably right now, right? But I, I can I, hang on to it. I just, okay, you can hang on to thoughts better than I can. I a big old brain. Uh, history shows this. Okay, so um, I completely agree. It's obviously, it's also the highest rank I ever got to. Don't you throw those fingers at me. I'm just pissed off because I never got to corporal. You didn't go to college. Therefore, and uh, one, you didn't go to college. Two, your freaking, the, the, the circumference of your stomach no, was too much it's to, not, to. not even that. Uh, my, <laughs> my MOS was closed for like three years. Oh, there was, actually, There was yeah, no way. Yeah. And it was the reserves. Were no you guys one different MOSs? Yeah, we were. He yeah. was an MOTech. I was an armorer. 2111, 2311. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. You really sold me on the armorer, too. You made, you made that MOS sound badass. See, now that is one thing I was able to sell people on was their job. If you wanted to be a Marine, I could get you to sign up for any job. Because it didn't fucking you, matter. You had like this this piece of construction paper, and you wrote down all these things about the, the armory and ammo tech and what you it entails. You made that job sound so fucking badass. You were driving. You, held, you had the paper in one hand. You, were, you had the wheel in the other, right? You had the paper right here. Like, uh, and I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Extra drunk for me, by the way. Yep, 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 yep. And it was it was about for me. This is just the, the, something I remember, and I don't know, know where we we're driving from. This was somewhere in Portland. Oh, sh- <laughs> it was somewhere in Portland. Um, I don't know where. Some, it was close to the airport, and you were driving, and I was in the passenger seat. I think it was on the way to Meps or something. You're telling yeah. me about my MOS. And you had this piece of construction paper, and you're listing off all these different details about it. And I was so intrigued; it was amazing. It was, it was, it was, it was I was so enthralled by by uh, <laughs> dealing with rounds that I didn't care about anything about about how boring it actually would be. It was the, I didn't think our, about it. Our section was literally the most boring fucking section in the Marine Corps. Oh man, we, we I mean, it's crazy. Like, like you could probably identify with this part on, on like deployments and stuff, but like no. I, after like no, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. When you're like in like a enclosed space with somebody, and if you don't have any service, you, they, you just after like a couple hours, you go from like small talk to like deep philosophical talk. It's like oh, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. too freaking deep for freaking five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and so so you go from small talk at zero three, philosophical talk at zero five. Complete fucking boredom at zero eight, <laughs> naps at zero nine. Yeah. Well, 
So yes and no. I know about the whole philosophical talks and just like going so deep that you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. <laughs> um, then, but we actually did a job every single fucking day. Like we, and, and I get that. I get that. I wasn't saying that like as like a diss, but we were constantly trying to meet a flight schedule. We were constantly trying to keep these helicopters. You're saying flying. you're busy. We were busy all day. So yeah. it was only when we got taken away from doing our job and like, hey, you're going to go work in the mess hall for for a week that point then we're talking about the you know so if you had you know whatever in this hand and a hooker in the other how are you going to kill the hooker well i don't know um, that's literally the conversation those are the weird conversations so you for, have so for a civilian who who's listening to us just just know this is what your tax dollars are going towards your yeah. tax dollars are wasted <laughs> anyways corporal's course was definitely the most uh the best part of my Marine Corps career, right? Really? I, I, yeah, absolutely. I think it was the, the the coolest thing where we're all corporals and therefore we're all nothing to each other. We're all exactly the same. And we all bonded bonded really closely. I bonded more with those guys than I did with anyone at H&S. Um, I, I really, I added all, like all well, of my fuck guys. fuck you, Josh. <laughs> I added him before I, the Marine Corps. It was fantastic. You can't um, take back words, Kyle. You can't take those back. I, I, do you want me to delete them on my friends list? Is that going to make you feel better? <laughs> no, that's fine. There, it was fantastic. I'm and secure it, in our, and it in was our at, brotherhood. Uh, are you? Th- I mean, I, you do have your happy sock on his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that should make you happy. Anyways, I don't. But so, what do you say about happy sock? I don't have a pop filter on my mic. I had I, I shoved his sock on. You guys already know this, anyway. That's it cost you like twenty five bucks. Camp, Camp Rylea was horrible. We, we were there and we stayed there for AT what like two times. Um, yeah, and it was I just horrible. Yeah, it was too close to the beach and we, it was windy. And one marine got a concussion because of like a partial hurricane that came through. Anyways, um, we on my last like they they shouldn't have sent me to Corporal's course because we were about to get out. And they're like, you know what? We're going to promote him right before he gets out. So they sent me the corporal's course. I did not want to go. I hated it. All the way there, I hated it. But then I started making some friends there. And yeah. I started learning a couple things about like leadership. And, and I, I, I talk with now Staff Sergeant or off, uh, from, Staff Sergeant Frommers. He's a gunny now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gunny Frommers. Yeah, he was there. And, he, and we actually talked seriously. And this was outside of like them. You know, in, in your unit, they, they see you every time you, you show up. So they treat you the same. They're like, oh, it's just Smith. Oh, it's just a menace. Oh, it's just Rodriguez. Um, but when you go to a corporal's course, it's some, you're there to do a job. And it almost felt like they actually cared for once. I feel like you had a purpose there. Yeah, I feel like I finally had a purpose. I didn't want to I have to do two site counts a day, and that was my job for my entire Marine Corps. But once I went to corporal's course, I... Day in, day out, you had responsibilities. And, and yeah, and at the very end, they're like, hey, who hasn't done cadence? Smith. Smooth, 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 smooth. So I get up, I do cadence. And they're like, oh my God, oh, he can sing. Oh, oh. And, and then we all bonded over that and it was super cool. And then I started a band because of it. And like, nothing oh. gets Marines more motivated than a. Yeah, and they were going ape over my cadence. Like, it was super cool. Well, you were, you've always been musically talented. And that was one of the things that we talked about when your interview was your desire to pursue music yep. that's right that's and right. i said and i remember t- sitting here saying like look i was like whether you stay a marine or not just whether whether you enjoy the time or not some of the discipline you, that you learn verbatim you are saying this verbatim you mm-hmm. pursue what you want to do and i don't know if you know this but i have followed and listened to every single thing that you have put out Ooh! let's go 
If, it, if, if you posted it on Facebook or Instagram, <laughs> I have listened to it. He's freaking talented, right? What, what an very, honor. What you, an you honor. You are very talented. Thank and, you. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, no bullshit. I, I, I really don't care. If you're not, I would tell you that you're not. You're right. Like, right. I don't care. So, um, yeah, you're talented. And I've, Thank you. I've shared, like I, like, I have a buddy, like one of my one of my other close friends, Rob, not the Rob in that picture, but Rob Wooner, who is also a Marine. Mm-hmm. We sit, we, we, we listened to it. I remember one time um, we were we were driving, and I was like, hey, you know, I'll pull up. Uh, it, was, it was Rainquil. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Rainquil. <laughs> I, was, I was like, so, so pull it up on, on Spotify. He's like, okay, so we listened to it. He's like, okay, because he's, he's a guitarist, and he sings and stuff, too. Awesome, awesome. So, um yeah, we we just listened to it. It's like this is a guy that I put in, and you know what? You're not the first musician that I dealt with in the Marine Corps. Really? Yeah, I had a um, I had a Marine. His name, his, uh, he has a band now called the Lazy Wayne Band. Okay, and, okay. And uh, you definitely find that on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does country music, and he's got good stuff. I also met a country artist in Corporal's course. It, it seems to be kind of like be a recurring theme. Lazy Wayne Band. Lazy Wayne, not Wing. Lazy Wayne, a W A Y N E. And Facebook is acting stupid right now. My apologies. Oh, oh you did! Oh, you did! Yep, that's him right there. Four thousand followers. Four thousand followers. Um, We're gonna so, judge them by their followers. So there he is, right there. Look at it. if you see that C one C fifty three right there. Let's go. Um, I don't know if I'm in that picture. I think that was in Japan. So uh, Wooner's right there in the middle. Rob, the guy that we listened to, right there in the middle, middle there, down. That's Wooner, and then right above him, that is the Lazy Wayne singer. His name is Dallas Pryor. Since he's on Facebook, I don't Shout got a problem. Shout out Dallas Pryor. What's up, I don't man? got a problem saying his name. But dude was a shit marine. But I loved him. <laughs> I loved. I loved him. I stood. I stood up for that guy because the same way I was. The same way you talked about me in like the Marine Corps or the recruiter, where I'm like. If, if you weren't a Marine, I wasn't going to try and get you into Marine Corps. Right. But this guy, he sucked as a Marine, but damn, he was a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I stuck my neck out for this kid all the time. He couldn't wow. wake up. He couldn't show up. I was like, Dallas, I know you're going to be a great person. Like, you are a great person. You're going to do something successful in your life. Right. It's like, just let me help you get through this time. Yeah. And while I was there, I did whatever I could to make sure that he stayed out of trouble did his four five years and mm-hmm. get out. And now I don't even see him posting about his job anymore. Cause if you look at this schedule, I don't even know if he can work a freaking job. No, you can't. Man, man's that, that, on this, tour. This guy's touring this, all the time. In this Nebraska guy is touring. Yeah. Nebraska, Kansas, well, I think Wyoming, like there's some other places, but, and he's recorded. He actually recorded a song. Uh, it's also the name of a Lizzo song. It's about damn time. I believe is the name. Oh, of that's that. it's popping right now. Yeah. About damn time. Lizzo. Bow but he sings. They put out their first single, which is also called "About Damn Time." Oh, um, so if I, I do want to say it's on Spotify, so you can look it up. But shout out to Dallas, I fucking love you, dude. And don't worry about it. I'll put I'll put the song in. Don't when you, worry. you come to Ridgefield and you play at the amphitheater in Ridgefield. I better get back, fucking backstage passes, but I will pay for the tickets. I will pay for the tickets, and you better come on the podcast Let's because go. that's because, right. No, here's what I'm saying is like if you have a friend that does something like this that that is like a singer or they have their own business, fuck asking them for free stuff. No, that's pay happening. pay for it. Pay for it, pay for and it. then that's let right. them let them give you a little bit of a little bit extra. You know, like be like, I'm gonna buy this ticket. I'm gonna come see you, but give me backstage because support the artist. Support support. Support the artists, support the business, 
Um, yeah. Really? No, I have no idea what you're trying to oh, do. Oh, I have the, I have this thing. It's on me. There we go. That's a banger. I'm going to listen to this guy all day tomorrow. That's what's up. Wait till the hook. We know Wait this. till the about damn time hook. Oh my gosh. We ain't getting no younger, so what's the use? And what do you do to the drop, gentlemen? You point. You point to the drop. You told us about that. Remember I that? You point to the drop. There we go. There's the hook right there. Shout out to Lazy Way. I'm going to find my cousin and give her a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to transition into uh, just some Q&A time. I asked our followers, like, what would you ask a former recruiter if you could ask anything? And we got some zingers. We actually, so. this is probably the most uh, responses I've ever gotten to question. Really? I've asked people. People are very interested in what you have to say. Yeah, so. Uh, I hope I don't disappoint. So first question, I, I want to try to, like, just prioritize them so they they, they they all flow good. I also put some really stupid questions there. What? Just filter through. <laughs> uh, what made you think someone would be a good recruit? <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't Jimenez. I can't say that. Um, equal parts, willingness, and stupidity. <laughs> it really is stupidity because like, I, like, like we mentioned earlier, you know, Stephen was a very honest guy, and he straight up told us, "Look, right. most of your military career, you're gonna hate the Marine Corps. Yep. You're gonna wish you never went in. And for whatever reason, yeah, you be tell, stupid enough to still do it. You tell like a 17, 18 year old dude that, and they're like, yeah, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. Well, it's more than just just that, like that stupidity to like want to do that. It's the stupidity to be like." Or I can convince you. Like if I, if you yeah. had the motivation to do it and the stupidity to do what I told you, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah, that question came from uh, my good friend Charlotte. Okay, so next we got um, Ian. A question from e, my buddy Ian, who uh, was an armorer with me. He said, "What's the <laughs> what's the worst lie you told a potential recruit to get them in?" <laughs> <laughs> This has got to be good. <laughs> I can't say his name because you know him and he's from Yakult. Okay, okay. okay. Ooh. We'll, we'll, call, we'll call him... Uh, we'll call him... Uh, we'll Billy, call him Philip. Bi- Billy Bob. Billy Bob. You know what? That's a good name for him. All right, recruit, Billy Bob. Recruit Billy Bob. Recruit oh. Billy Bob. I actually ran into Billy Bob at Rose Years in Ridgefield not that long after I moved up there. So if you're here, you know what I'm talking about. I told, you, you, I told you you were going to look good in blues. I told you you are going to be able to get some pussy. <laughs> And I tell you what, you are the ugliest motherfucker that I've ever seen. And you liked that. You were like, yeah, yeah, I will again. Oh, and I saw you again as an adult, and I'm just like, oh, man, you're still ugly as a <laughs> Oh, I freaking love it. Oh, but, oh, you, but you can't tell him, man. You can't, you can't break his spirits like that. He was looking to you for uh, for and, support. And if, and if you and if you listen to this and you know who I am and you feel like I might have been talking about you, maybe you maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I don't know. Oh my! See, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. You could be you can be an ugly dude, but you get you get those dress blues. <sighs> be 
drowning in ladies. But before I, I was, what. yeah, before I, I, I am now happily married. Um, I was, I was single and trying to mingle. And I think the the most interest I ever had, like immediate interest, because I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm a strong five point five. Shut up! Don't say anything more. Seven point five. Uh, shut up. Okay. Ten point five. Re- Thank you. That's what. That's more of what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, that first Marine Corps ball that we had uh, at H and S. Um, with that one date I had, that was the most interest I've seen in a woman in me wearing the dress blues ever. I was like, wow, this is amazing. They do something. And I'm telling they you, do. I, I, I am single. I'm a single man. Yeah. Um, and I have dating profiles on at least two websites. So girls, if you find me, hit me up. Stupid to be on Hinge. This is why he's really on the podcast. This is why I'm truly here. No, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you will find a picture of me. In blues. blues. There's a reason. There's a reason why it's there. And it is actually one of the pictures we talked about today. The reverse Oreo. Oh, man. Such a good photo, too. I I already know what our picture is going to be for this podcast. But anyways. um, Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Can you you Photoshop our heads? That's what I was going to (laughs) do. Kyle better be in the middle. Oh, he will. I'm I'm that man. I'll I'll make you black. It will happen. Well. What was I going to say? So, yeah, I remember, like, I was super moto, and, you know, I actually brought my blues. Like, right after graduation day, first thing I did, I went to the cleaners, I brought my blues, asked them to set it up, and I'm sure they've had multiple guys come in there and ask them to set that up. You know, you got to do something special with, like, the buttons and stuff. Right. And got that set up and convinced Kyle to do the same on our on our flight home. Oh, we're going to make that happen. Yeah. Send. On, on it's our, on my hinge account. <laughs> <laughs> on our flight home, um, we we wore the blues, yeah. right? Absolutely. And like we got, dude, we got oh, we got a we unne- got unnecessary special, amount of attention. Special attention. We got wow. We got, we got like cute girls saying like, "Are you lost? We can help you find your way." And mm-hmm. we, we we had like the flight attendant like hooking us up with like free snacks and stuff. Like, ah oh, man, I'm telling you, dress blues do something. But but to to go past that. The swagger that comes with who a marine is exactly goes a long way too. Exactly, you never, you never forget if you're if you're a sharp guy, you never forget that. That's right. Um, let's see here, and I'm pretty dull, so let's move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> but you're it's, it's from the married guy. In the That's, right. That's right. 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 The one successfully married. One successfully married. You got two divorces here. Failed twice. Two divorces here. Cheers to that. Looking for my third divorce. Uh, so there's a charm. We know this. We got some. We got some. Keep them coming. Art, I got nothing but love for you, but your questions are stupid. So I got to pick one that makes sense. Uh, right. Ask right. them all. Who cares? You ask stupid questions, you get a stupid answer. Okay. So uh, he's an active duty marine. He said, "If you don't was he said, if you don't use it, you lose it." What are you talking about? Okay, so we don't know. Yeah, there's that. Um, cool. Let's just go through all of them. And if he just answers like that, awesome. That's all we need. Spitfire round. Come on. Lightning. Uh, you might take this one personal. Oh, I'll take it personal. Ooh. I don't give a shit. Why is he a pizza box? <laughs> Ooh. Well, what picture are you using where I was a pizza box? Because I wasn't using any picture. I don't think he... I, I think he's just talking shit. He's just talking... Oh, he's, okay, he's, okay, okay. he's throwing dirt. Well, actually... Did you have a pizza box? I did have a pizza box in recruit training, but I was a you double... You did too. Mo- you no, did I too. I fuck, I've always shot fucking expert. I've always shot I was a double expert, expert um, by the time I got out. Now it's the weapons. It, it is the, the weapons. The sights. One, I was, once I was actually able to do like um, I qualled with an M4 open sights. Wow! And I got um, expert, and then um, I also was able to get expert on uh, pistol qual as well. 
So that's I, even harder. The pistol qual is much harder. Yes, you know, it's way harder. Uh, I got, uh, I got, I always got expert in rifle, um, pistol. I was sharpshooter, but I never got fucking pizza box. Never. Yeah. No, I did. I totally got pizza box. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> his next question: What's field day? Ha 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 ha. A bunch of ha ha's. Field day. Ha ha ha. That's when you clean. There's really no ha ha's about it. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have a lot of friends in the Marine Corps, yes. did you? Uh, next question: Where where can I find boot blouses? I need some for my hunting pants. Oh, that's actually a serious question, and I do know the answer for that. What's any that? any of your uh, um, the surplus stores? Mm-hmm. So when I when um, whenever I came home and I wanted to get my uniforms on, like if I wanted to like wear my blues to church or something like that, right? Be right. A nice little church boy and stuff like that. Gotta I get the church get, girls. Got to get the church girls. They love a man in uniform. Uh huh. Um, I say that really quietly, but um, yeah, surplus stores. I'm not going to censor any curse words. I'm going to censor that. Okay, I'm just kidding. And just keep the beep going for a while. <laughs> but they're really good, kind women. So uh, my buddy Anthony, he said, if "Hartel, yeah, Hartel." You, you remembers. He said, "If you're referring to Dominguez, please do the Sergeant Dominguez song you wrote for him." I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember how that song goes. Hartel, so Hartel, why? you're a good dude, and I have nothing but love for you, dude. Like I said, Screw Hartel, it. I had a better chance of getting Hartel in the Marine Corps than I did. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm FaceTiming him. You right know now. who I'm talking about. I don't think he's going to answer. Maybe. There's no way. This is this is like this is like an hour. He's probably asleep. An hour or two ago, he's got two kids, bro. It's ten o'clock. He's, he's two probably kids? asleep. Damn, dude. Hey, you know what? Like, but like I said, he'll hear this. Yeah, nothing love for. Her. I wonder yeah. if he. Uh, the reason why I'm facing him is I want to know if he remembers how that song went. I don't remember. Do you, why? So why did the song even happen? Do you know, do you know why he wrote the song for you? He's never heard the song. I've never heard. Oh, the song. but okay. it happened. Well, though. what? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna learn the song. And I'll, I'll sing it to you. I got no problem with that. Um, okay, so I, I had one question on my personal profile. Um, oh. <laughs> What do you think? This is the last question. What What do you think about that cringe ma- Marine wife video? You've seen it, right? Yeah. Oh, the he's a Marine. Yeah. Um, dude, at least he's getting fucking laid. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Like, like seriously, like she ain't bad. You know. So what? you know that's why he did that. That's too. why he did yeah. that because she f- had sex with him afterwards. Like, so what? It's cringe. We gonna make fun of him, but. He's got some. He's got, he's got something. To see he's married and went viral. Exactly. Exactly. So good on you, dude. Yeah, so we. He's a marine. Ura. He's, are you calling Anthony I'm right now? I'm calling Anthony A Train Hartel. He's not. Is, was he online? No, he's not. I had to do it anyways. He's. Pro- I, never mind. I, I'm just gonna stop. Maybe he just hates you. No, so that's why I had to try. That bro's got nothing but love for me. Oh, the um, River. Oh man, we got so many stories we uh, don't even get into. Um, tell you what, let's let's go into one of those stories and we'll wreck this birthday ball. Okay, what what's well? What were we talking about? We were talking about stories. We were, we we focused a lot on Arizona. We did because uh, it seems focus worthy. <laughs> I want to keep uh, the stories between your uh, initial enlisting and Arizona because after that, that's seemingly when it goes downhill. Oh no, we can talk about downhill stuff too later. No. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> um. So, and people might be even a little interested in why he went downhill. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. 
we've all talked, we've all had beers together, and before I said there's certain things that I might not want to talk about. But why it went downhill, I think, is a good thing because I hope that there's something that people can fucking learn from that. Right. Because if you there, everything happens not for a reason. That's a stupid cliche. Everything happens because sometimes you make stupid fucking decisions. That's true. Sometimes the Lord and his providence allows us to learn from our mistakes. And you know what? He sees you make these mistakes, and and he is right there to pick you back up after you crash and burn. And that is pretty much the story of my fucking life. Oh, oh, oh. We were talking about frat boys and drinking, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. So um, I just want to tell, I just want to put a personal disclaimer on the story. I am no longer married to the woman that I offended in this story. She's a great woman. I have so much love for her. Great woman. We won't shout talk out, about shout her. Shout out to Prior Mr. Great woman. Prior Miss Dominguez, you are an amazing mother, and I can't ask for a better great woman for my kids. So, we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, okay? And like I told you about the swagger we just talked about, the swagger of the Marine Corps. Of course. That's right. um, it is attractive to women, and I have, yes, I have had that swagger. Um, so anyway, that's how we, we, fir- that's how my first wife. Yeah, we, we went to this bar. We will well, first, we're at the Marriott and we're like, we're sitting there, group of Marines and women just flock to you. And like, whether you're interested or not, they're just there. They're just there talking to you. They're sure. doing, they're doing nothing. Sure. Like 90% of the men in this, in this se- section were married. And guess what? 90% of those men had nothing to do with the women that were talking. They're all great people. But there were some dirt bags, and sure. I may or may not have been one of those. I'm not even going <laughs> to confirm nor deny. Anyway, we go out. And they're like, "Hey, we're going to this place. We're going to this place called Sandbar, and we're going to go drink." And we were in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, college town. He's got he's got to look it up. Sandbar, Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so we we go to the we go to this place, and it's this like third grade teacher and her oh, mother. Man. Why are all these places so beautiful? I don't because they because Arizona because <laughs> it's Arizona. Well, let's go and, to Arizona. Let's seriously let's do it. It's Arizona. So anyway, so so we go there. Like they're just like tagging along with this group of Marines. But I had a friend, and and like not like not like trying to like to trying to like you know I had a friend quote unquote no one of my friends there great homie. dude he right. was a homie was really interested in this this school teacher's mom. <laughs> so be it. how specific. School teacher was in her mid-twenties and smoking hot. Mom was probably about 20 years older. He was really Shut interested. In so so I was going to be a good wingman, right? Of you course. Know, I was going to be a good wingman. Um, and so we were we were talking. We were drinking. So I was talking to, I was talking to the daughter. He was just macking on this mom, like going hardcore. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, okay, okay. So finally, finally, like these dudes come. And, and um, they were... These dudes come over and they kind of take the girls like they like they kind of like walk by because we were like kind of like like kind of like nonchalant like yeah yeah whatever whatever you know we're we're with our marines right. you can come join us if you want well these other guys come and they take these girls and they like start talking to them and they're all going to the gap and I look at my boy and uh, we'll call him. We'll call him the check mark, okay? Twitter blue. So I look at this. I look at this check mark and I was like, and I was like, he's sad. I'm like, Uh-oh. I don't want to see my boy sad. He's, I'm like, why are you sad, man? He's like, ah, oh, you know, these guys. And like, mind you, these guys, this is a college town, ASU area. Um, these guys are about 6'10". Holy. Um, they play a certain sport, and you can really tell this. <laughs> and I mean, I'm a six-foot-tall Marine, right? You just Googled check mark. Let him tell the story, damn it. <laughs> 
So I look at I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the mom and daughter, and I'm just like, "Fuck me." I was, like, I was like, I was like, and there was there was another marine with us. I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Yo, buddy." Um, there's checkmark and buddy. I look at buddy. I was like, "Hey, buddy, order order five shots of tequila." Oh my He's gosh. like, "There's only three of us." I was like, "I said order five fucking shots of tequila." <laughs> He's like, okay. And I walk in. I push these dudes on their hips because they're like a foot taller than me. I push them to the side. I grab the girl's hands. I do this little like swoosh motion and pull them back. I was like, excuse me, gentlemen. And I take these girls out of this group. And they're just looking down on me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I walk him over and I hand the mom off to this guy. And we take five shots of tequila. And they never left our side the entire night. Wow. These guys tried. And that's that swagger. And, yeah, and you, you know what? My boy, my boy got laid. I know the people that are listening to this can imagine the, the arm motion of picking their arms up off, off their hands and just like. And I had to turn around and do like this, like this, like dance motion to like, cause I was facing them and I was pulling them. And by the time I got back to my guys, we were standing side by side, all facing the five shots of tequila mm-hmm. waiting for us. So, yeah, you know, stupid, like, you just did stupid stuff like that, you know, and I know... So that the, embarrassed your your then-wife? It embarrassed my then-wife, and, and um, I have apologized for everything I did. Her and I have a fucking great relationship. We Good are, for you We guys. are great nice. co-parents. Let's go. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> again, but let's go to a more fun story, more fun story. You know, like, along the light bulb story, one, one, more, one more fun story, along the light bulb story. Do it, dude. Um... People would always ask us, "What? Are, who are you guys?" Because we'd flow, we'd show up in flight suits, you know. Um, we'd walk the, the jumpers, yeah, the jumpers, nice. the, the like the zip up in the middle flight suits, name patch. If you guys have seen Top Gun, you've seen a jumper. Top Gun, that is your flight suit. Imagine mm. Maverick, but imagine even sexier than Maverick. <laughs> me walking down. Yeah, not that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just USMC flunking suit. <laughs> hey, this 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 stuff's getting to me, man. I can't type. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Halloween just happened, so it's yeah. probably going to come up with some Halloween costumes. Yeah, just imagine a Tom Cruise, you know, or uh, whoever Rooster, you know, right. Rooster. Let's talk about Rooster. Yeah, imagine Rooster in his little flight suit flying an F-18. That's a flight suit. Okay, so we roll mm-hmm. up to places in flight suits. People are always asking who we are. Um, one of our one of our pre-programmed responses were the uh, Crystal Light skydiving team. <laughs> we were like, "Who are you?" I wore the Crystal Light skydiving team, and they're just like, well, "You're what?" The, the the Crystal Light skydiving team. And, and you just stop there. You don't say any more. And you just <laughs> that's, let, all, that's all, everything else. That, that, that's your Tom Cruise. That's your face when you see Crystal Light. Exactly, it was Crystal Light skydiving team. So anyway, so I'm I'm. It's one morning. One morning after a long night of drinking, we are just hungover i'm literally drinking water out of a gallon pitcher um and i'm in should have pedialyte yeah should have had pedialyte and i'm in line (laughs) to order some food because i need something greasy and we had this one guy and he had a russian last name he talked like this he had this thick russian accent and he had cauliflower ear dude when we would get into shop flights out on the uh, out on the flight line dude would just come in and start like Arm barring people, leg barring people, just like making them tap out left and right. And when he came into the fight, you knew it was fucking over. He's the type of guy I want on my side in a fight. So yeah. I'm I'm in line ordering food, and these three girls come up just like normally, like always. Girls coming up, hey, who are you guys? What's going on? And he's like walk, he's like standing like behind me. Like, I'm not really looking at him. I know he's there, right? And I, they're like, who are you? I was like, oh, we're this crystal light skydiving team. Yeah, and uh, he's like. 
And she, they're like, you're what? Like the Crystal Light Skydiving Team. I was like, you know Crystal Light, like the drink? Yeah. And if you all want to know the reference, just look up this Crystal Light Dance Teams. Okay? Um, go ahead and look that up. Crystal Light Dance Teams. So if you, yeah, if you Google... If you Google um, Man, shut up, man. Images, 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 images. My typing's jacked up right now, dude. Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. National Aerobic Crystalite National Aerobic Championship. Those boys are packing, No, you need, to watch, you need to watch some of the videos Please. if you really want to see what's going on here. Let's so this. this is what we would say we were. And these girls are just like, are you serious? So I turn around and order Moo, and they look at, they look at this guy behind me. Yeah, I mean, look at this stuff. We've, we've all seen these dance moves before. We have. Why is there guys in the background working out? The heck? Because that's what we do. So, so they ask me like, "What are you guys?" I'm like, "We're the Crystalized Skydiving Team." I turn around, I start ordering my food, and yeah. they turn to the turn to this this Russian dude. I mean, he's scary looking. I mean, he looks like straight up like something out of like a horror movie, and he they're like they're like. Where he's in a he's in a flight suit as well. And like, what are you? And he starts unzipping his flight suit, Oof. and he takes it off. He's in silkies and a PT shirt. Game and over. And he's like, "We're the Crystal Light skydiving team." And he jumps <laughs> into the pool and swims away. And <laughs> I was just like, I, in my because I had my Let's back go. to these girls. I was like, "You are a fucking legend." I was like, "Thank you." And they're just like they're baffled, and I just never talked to them again. But you just gotta have that 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 silence there. So. That's awesome. So I I just confirmed Anthony's awake. He said he's gonna answer my next FaceTime. Oh, uh, we'll see about that. All awesome. right. Okay. A signal. What the? Why would I call him a signal? Um, no, I want a FaceTime. I want Whoa! A FaceTime sorry about that. No worries. There I got go. a hinge hinge notification here. Come on now. <laughs> it's only my seventh sneeze. What's up, dude? You're on the pod, bro. We're recording Bobcast right now. Oh, great. I'm over here with uh, Sergeant Dominguez. Look at this dude right there. What's going on? So I, I, I read your message, right? And you said, if you remember the Sergeant Dominguez song. See, I don't remember it, dude. Do you remember it? I don't remember it. It was, like, really horrible. Do you remember it? <laughs> no. I don't remember. You'd just drum, like, a random chord and be like, hey, Sergeant Dominguez. <laughs> like, you'd repeat it. And then uh, you remember Sergeant Q? Yeah, it's Quintanilla. He's my homeboy. You're like, oh, Sergeant Q. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you don't remember this. Uh, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, that, that's it. Okay. Love you, bro. Love you too. All right, bye. I'm so sad that he doesn't want to sing it for us all the way. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh. All right, so we got we got one more thing on the docket. Because um, I, I want to respect his time, and I want to get to these cigars. That's oh, right. Yeah, we that's do right. Have some cigars to we're going to smoke. Um, so, uh, my buddy Steven here has not seen the 247th Marine Corps birthday message. That's right. And uh, I highly recommend that everybody watch it. This is by far the best message I've seen in my you're gonna, my you're, gonna get, you're gonna get motivated. Some of you might enlist because of this podcast. That's better. We'll and some babies will definitely be born because of it. That's right. General Mattis, yep. You know, he's from the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Got throat singing in there. Mmm. Look at that, 53. Legend. If you're a warrior and you're leading warriors and you're about to step in the battle, one of the key things you must have is an absolute confidence because that radiates out of you. Ooh, that's awful. Okay, respect. 
Mm-hmm. Confidence. We were the best motherfuckers out there, and we fucking knew it. Rah! You're giving to them the warrior spirit. Semper Fidelis means that if you are a foe before me, I will not quit until you fall. Mm-hmm. Mm, look at that. Beautiful. I love that white that white trail. Yeah. What keeps you awake at night? Nothing. <laughs> I keep other people awake at night. Fuck uh, yeah, Mattis. Chaos. Shout chaos. Imagine we got him on the pod. <laughs> that would be crazy. A dream. The Marine just plain considers himself a better soldier than anybody else. Confidence. Swagger. Marines have never given anyone any reason to think differently. Mm-hmm. We are unique. Not just among our fellow citizens, but among all those who defend our nation. We are defined by our warfighting ethos, our intangible warrior spirit that moves us forward into any battle, in any domain, and binds us not only to the Marine on our left and right, but to all Marines. I always wanted one of those patches. That's, that's an engineer support battalion. Yeah. Learned Gosh. events around the world show us that peace is far from guaranteed. Trip out America's Russia. adversaries continue to present Fuck an ever-evolving threat <laughs> to our nation's prosperity and security. Today, almost 31,000 Marines are forward deployed or stationed abroad. In every theater, in every time and place, Standing ready to confront those who would do our nation. Yeah, that's count that's shut up Korea and China. Is based upon the fabric of all of the different cultures and people that come to. And that applies on the battlefield, and I've seen that there. That is an essence of the power of the American fighting spirit. For two hundred and forty-seven years, capable Saddam Hussein and determined Osama? adversaries have tested the Marine Corps. Oh, someone, not Obama. I'm sorry. Did you just say Obama? Saddam Obama? A real Marine hooked to that EGA. That could be a serious situation. On each occasion, our forebears gave them reason to fear and respect the title United States Marine. Our adversaries have always had a choice abandon their aggressions or stand and fight. Some chose to fight and were destroyed. Mm. Today, our adversaries still have a choice, and they know if they choose to fight, straight up, they will calling, be out the en- calling out the enemy. It's about time somebody grabs some fucking balls. Wood. Yeah. What was that? It's about time somebody the in the of had some fucking balls to do that. Right. The crowded streets of Way City or Ramadi, Marines prove time and time again they will claim victory on any <clears throat> battlefield. Our mission was stay on the compound. Well, things happen. Situations change. And we got a call that gunny from the Marine Security Guard Force, the uh, RSO, and their driver were involved in a vehicle accident. We were driven out to the crash site. Liberian rebels armed to the teeth with anything that they had. 
we had to uh, do a makeshift backboard and stabilized them and got all of our personnel. You're trained for it, but you know, there's variables in there that you could never prepare for. And so you just go with it. And while battlefields and technologies change, the qualities of a Marine are timeless. Grit, strength, boldness. It's hard to predict stupid. <laughs> it really is hard. Those guys weren't even looking down their sights. Yeah. Initiative. Adaptability. Honor. Courage. And commitment. It would be impossible. I met for me that to guy. Say, Kyle Carpenter. Yeah. No way. I actually sat next yeah. to him at a mess night. I would be. How was that? It was really interesting because he had to fucking pee. <laughs> if you're a Marine and you've been to a mess night, you know what I'm talking about. You had to request a shed a tear for Lord Admiral Nelson. And um, if you stumbled over your words, you got shut down by the president of the mess. Ooh. So um, then what? You just pissed your pants? Pretty much. Oh, my God. Pretty much. No. And this dude, and like he looks really great right now. Kyle Carpenter is an amazing man. Right. Um, but man. He, did not, he did not look the way he does now because he was still in recovery. Yeah. We got him from Wounded Warriors Battalion to actually come to our mess night when I was wow. in um, Sergeant's been, course at, on Quantico. That had to have been something. And got to sit next to this guy. All He was still, I think he was still a Lance Corporal at the time. Yeah. All he wanted to do was be near Marines. He just wanted to drink with Marines. He wanted to have a good time with Marines. We were just a whole bunch of fucking sergeants, but all of us were like jaw dropped at this dude. Yeah. If you don't know who Kyle Carpenter is, look up his look story. Look him up. He is a walking badass. I don't know. I don't know how his back is able to handle the sheer steel balls that he has. He, yes. He. If, if you yeah. are, if you're ever wondering what that swagger, what that ultra confidence, what that. That I don't give a fuck, and no matter what happens, I'm not going down. Looks like it's Kyle Carpenter. Yeah. Real quick, Kyle Carpenter was uh, four deployed. Can't remember if it was Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, he was with his Marines, and um, an enemy had thrown thrown a hand grenade on the roof of a house. On the roof of a house, so and without hesitation, Kyle Carpenter took off his fucking Kevlar, jumped on the freaking grenade. With his Kevlar and took the brunt of that. And for that, he earned the Medal of Honor and was well deserved. Shout out to Kyle Carpenter, badass Marine. Survivor and who I am. And he survived, today. that's right. If I didn't have the foundation he's, he's, he's of incredible. Being a Marine, the Marine Corps and how it shapes us, and the history of courage and sacrifice that we fill the shoes of and that we follow, um, it's almost impossible to not continue on and to not want to become the best version of yourself personally but professionally as a marine as well these qualities were birthed by the legacy of the old breed those like herschel woody williams he really just was a huge inspiration growing up i loved warrior figures and he was the main one. It's the legacy Man, of the Marines who came before us and of our Marines today. When the nation calls, we answer. As America's premier crisis response force, Marines thrive in chaotic situations where friction is highest. We have to always understand that 
there's always been troops on the deck taking the fight to the enemy on their distant lands. We are proud to be first to fight, but we are ready today and tomorrow. Standing ready with undying devotion to the court, to the mission, and to each other. Our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. In 2001, when our nation was still reeling from the September 11th terrorist attacks, Marines aboard the USS Payload. I just want to say something real quick. In our unit, for just for H&S, they really wanted to keep us motivated because reserve is really <laughs> low energy, it's right? It's really like it's, it's, it's very low energy. It can't small, hold a candle. It's kind of small PP energy. So, what, so so what? So what they would do to, to to keep us energized and motivated? They would tell us that we were just as as strong and capable as active duty Marines. And in a way, I guess it's partially correct, but there's no way that you would ever get, there's no way you would ever get those same experiences no way. reserve Absolutely side not. as active duty. Let's be active honest. duty, from, just from hearing from this, from, this, from this episode, active duty is a lifestyle. It was. It's a lifestyle. You live and breathe uh, your MOS and, and, the same air with your your fellow marines. And we barely got into Iraqi stories, right? We we didn't even touch those. We didn't even touch those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what 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 do we have? We have freaking weekend stories. <laughs> coming back, the weekend warrior back. stories. We went to the PX and they didn't yeah. have our socks. Yeah, that's as as about as big of an inconvenience as we got. But no, straight straight up, like it, like w- w- without hesitation, I can say, yeah, active duty marines. 500% more badass than, than their reservist counterparts. Right, right. And any reservist who tries to pretend otherwise can go eat dirt. Touch grass. Go t- I, I was, was going to yeah, say touch grass. Yeah, touch grass. <laughs> we, we got three more minutes left. Three more, hit this. We want, I want to see the, the last three minutes here. Let's finish this. Yep. Let's finish this podcast. Let's smoke a cigar. And the USS Baton came from the sea and That's launched the longest right amphibious raid in history. We came 370 miles from the sea, 25 aircraft. During one period of darkness, we inserted 400 Marines over that distance. We did what we say that we do. We did it in an expeditionary manner. We did it from the ships. And despite uh, a lot of risk, we did it successfully. The same warfighting spirit that secures our victory in combat comes from our ability to innovate, to iterate, to adapt and we find inspiration in each other. I remember my first cat shot in an F-18 into a combat zone. And that was a whirlwind of emotions, right? You're ready to go, you've practiced, you're trained, but you're a little bit nervous. That nervousness though, I think is good, right? It keeps you sharp. She's more than an astronaut. She is a Marine. Shout out Colonel Man. War fighter ethos shapes who she is. A battle-tested warrior with 47 combat missions in Iraq and Afghanistan. When I'm sitting on top of that rocket and they start to load the prop, I build stuff for that. With your civilian job, right? With my civilian job. We have a mission patch at work. That's awesome. From Elon himself. That's amazing. Mr. Twitter. That's all he's known for now. Oh, we got to talk about that sometime. We will. We'll talk about it next week. All those who threaten our nation remain. America sleeps well at night knowing the future will be no different. Uh, 
I love that place, Marine Corps Museum. Marine Corps Museum. Always standing ready. Across the force, we continue to innovate and experiment in preparation for the future fight. Where we will fight might be uncertain, but we prepare for uncertainty. Commandant Burger. When called, we will fight and we will win. Today, tomorrow, and in the future. These victories are not won because of our technology or our equipment, but because of all of you. Because of everything you do, every day, to remain the best trained, most professional, most ready force in the world. That has not changed. We are warfighters. That guy's freaking neck, dude. If the call comes we will win. But that's no excuse not to be better tomorrow. It is the individual Marines who make up the team. They are the decisive advantage. Whether in combat or in competition, training our future Marines in recruit training, or preparing to deploy on one of our Marine Expeditionary Units, we have always adapted to the changing character of war. Why we fight and why we win is unchanged. It is our ethos, our character, and our unapologetic resolve to be the most capable and most lethal fighting force in the world. Marines, you are writing the next chapter of our Corps. Our legacy rests upon your shoulders, and I'm confident you will meet the task. Simba Fidelis. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Marines. Ah. That was motivating. I'm ready to re-enlist for another 12 years. Let's do it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I Beautiful. did my time. Turn the light on. Um, but yeah, so we, we would go on for a little longer, but uh, we got some cigars we're trying to smoke. You know we got these yep. priorities up in here. Absolutely. Just wanted to say a happy late Veterans Day to all veterans who listen to this podcast. That's right. And happy 247th uh, birthday to all Marines who check this out. Uh, Steven, it was a pleasure to have you on the pod. Thank you for having me. Come again anytime, man. Anytime we, we can share here. douche story time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Well, that, that's all. That's all we got for the podcast. That's um, right. Until next time. Peace, Peace love, and chicken rasa. Driving down the road in my Humvee, searching vehicles with not Iraqis. Staying in Iraq, watching one tree hill, so I'm never gonna get a confirmed kill. Reporting contact, even if we don't get it, just so we can get our combat action ribbon. It's a Fucked up arrangement. Our PPE prevents proper engagement. An OAF 7 or 17. It really doesn't matter. I'm OFP. The war's ready, so let's go home. I can't wait to go and leave so I can get stoned.